Hello there, and welcome to this episode of Special Unit 352, or SU-352 for short. My name is Max, and this is my co-host Peyton, and we became fast friends over our mutual love of Star Wars. We love Star Wars so much that we wanted to talk about it all the time, so we decided to record it. Today, we'll be talking about Bad Batch Season 1, Episode 11, Devil's Deal. Peyton, how are you doing today? I'm doing just fine. Um... Of course, we know we spoke not two days ago. So, <laughs> I mean, it's not like the Death Star came over the horizon and we got Grand Moff Tarkin saying, "You may fly when ready." Um, <laughs> That's so. I, I, it's a space station. <laughs> it's a big space station. Um, um, yeah. So it looks like the Earth, the planet Earth, is safe for now. Um, been getting my house all cleaned up for this party that. We're having tomorrow for all the people that weren't able to come to uh, my brother Drake's wedding. Yes, I heard uh, about so that. They're all coming. They're all coming tomorrow, including your parents. Your parents are coming. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm hosting a couple of cousins and their kids at my house. I have an extra room. So, you know, it'll be fun. <laughs> very, very fun. How about you? I'm doing all right. I, uh, my wife and I have plans to go with friends. Uh, we're, we're doing a thing where uh, she and I are both going to therapy and realize that, oh, we really don't think about ourselves often. Uh, and so we're like, you know what? Enough of that. You know what? We're, we want more clothes. We're going to go buy more clothes. So we're going to go buy clothes for like the first time since like high school. Mm-hmm. And uh, it'll be nice to have clothes that aren't, clothes from jobs that I had eight years ago <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> or like mm-hmm. like uh 20 years ago 22 years ago yeah 22 years ago if we're talking about all the camp shirts I had uh it'll be nice to have adult clothes yeah I looking, mean I imagine those all fit you very well looking forward to that <laughs> so um we are a bit sparse in the news department at the moment since all the news we had um, currently was from Wednesday. Yep. Or if you want to be technical about it, next Friday or last <laughs> Friday. Sorry. <laughs> um, there is a book. I probably mentioned it a couple times. It is called Secrets of the Force. And Max, you want to read us a bit of that summary? Absolutely. It is called Not the whole thing, Secrets a- of the Force, the complete, uncensored, unauthorized oral history of Star Wars. For From Edward Gross and Mark A. Altman, the best-selling authors of the 50-year mission, uh, are telling their entire story of the blockbuster franchise from the very beginning in a single, exhaustive volume. Uh, featuring commentaries of hundreds of actors and filmmakers involved in the impacted Star Wars, as well as writers, commentators, critics, executives, authors, film historians, toy experts, and more. We get to see everything from the birth of the original film to the latest sequels and the new television series all in one book, and you can pre-order it now for $25.49. Or $14 if you got... Um, credits from Audible, which I have my credit from June. I saved it, actually. I will I will do that when our books are coming out later in the month. Um, so I'll be spending my credit 
on this book. I don't know. Now, do you mean, when you mean commentary from the actors, are you saying they might have actors in this recording? In the uh, audio recording? Ooh, that's a good question. I, that don't, might be I don't know about the audiobook. Yeah, I don't know either. Hopefully, um I think because I think they like they might be able to like legally be given the option, but I voice, I don't know voice acting in audiobooks gets weird because like if they're a union, then like they legally can't get the author to mm -hmm. read their own book. Like they have to go union. And like that it, it gets mm -hmm. hairy. So who knows? Audible I mean audiobooks they I think it just depends on the audiobook. Um, of course, they haven't given out a sample, an audio sample yet. They know they normally don't even give you a sample until the day of the book's release. So I will be picking that up on July thirteenth, and the book is around sixteen hours. Um, personally, I kind of feel like that's a bit shorter than expected if we're covering over forty years of Star Wars. Um, but. If they do have audio archival recordings of actors or, you know, I really want to hear something from Alec Guinness, mm. especially Alec Guinness. Um, and it, it would be nice to hear Carrie Fisher talk since, you know, since she is no longer among us. Mm -hmm. You know, it'd be great to have that kind of memory of her discussing, you know, her role. I mean, any only other place I've seen in her talk is on the documentary Empire of Dreams. I don't know if you've seen that documentary. No. I haven't okay. seen that. Well, it is actually on Disney+. Plus. It's in the Star Wars section under specials. It was originally given out as a, four, as a fourth disc when they sold the original trilogy DVD set. I believe it was like the 2000... 2005 version. Oh, okay. Um, and they talked about the whole entire original trilogy. Just the original trilogy. Little glimpses of episode one and two. Um, not three, because three hadn't come out yet. So that would make it 2004. Sorry, 2004. Um, it's pretty good. It's about two and a half hours. Um, and they show a lot of behind-the-scenes footage um, there's a lot of funny discussions and um, interesting points of interest about the actors, especially on A New Hope. Um, they used to leave Kenny Baker, the original actor for R2-D2. Yeah. They used to actually leave him in the R2-D2 suit when they went to go have lunch. What the <laughs> poor <heck>? guy. <laughs> I know, poor guy. In the very first day, Anthony Daniels was on set in the 3PO costume. The plaster leg uh, broke underneath him. And it was stabbing into his uh, foot. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of interesting stories. Um, I'm going to check that out. And I do want to address the fact that, yes, I've been harping on... Um, Kathleen Kennedy a lot on this podcast, but I do. I was reminded today that she had a hand in the Indiana Jones franchise, and let me just say she did a phenomenal job on it and ET. So 
you know, kudos to her for that. Yeah, she's human. She'll make, uh, uh, like, all of my heroes, that uh, like, all my YouTube heroes have actually turned out to be, like, huge jerks and really mean to their staff and, mm-hmm. like, don't know what to do with money, and so they, like, like just yeah use it on useless so. things. And, like, it's just upsetting. And a lot of them have problematic... Uh, uh, not mm-hmm. all, not all of them, but a few of them have like problematic thoughts about you know, uh, women being people, and that's really sad to hear and read about. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I really like their art, and it's just upsetting sometimes mm-hmm. when they, uh, when the artists aren't as beautiful as their art. But I, right. I also think that right. it's just the human condition. Mm-hmm. So even though she has not done a great job with Star Wars for the most part, um. I can't wait to see what she does next after she leaves Lucasfilm later on this year. So we'll see what happens. All right. I think it's time we chow down on the main event. Absolutely. Um, The the devil's to you. Yeah. So, Max, what is your first impression of this episode? My first impression is who are these people and why are they on the Mandalorian planet? What? <laughs> what are you talking about? You mean Twi'lek? Yeah, the what? Like, who are these Twi'leks, and why are they on? Why are they on a planet that uh, is seemingly abandoned by the time the Mandalorian comes about? Why would the planet be abandoned when the Mandalorian comes around? Ryloth is where. Uh, isn't Ryloth where? Uh, Din Djarin, Cinder? Huh. Operation Cinder. Ooh, I I don't know about that. <laughs> well, it was Operation Cinder was mentioned in, I believe, Mandalorian season two, episode seven, the Believer, okay. by that Imperial officer. Um, when they were having drinks with the officer, um, Mayfeld right. and Din Djarin. and you know they were talking about it, and Mayfeld said, you know, that lost lives and. And the officer, who's got like a bit of a Western accent, is like, "All good for the Empire, son. Long live the Empire." Um, I don't think they've ever discussed what Operation Cinder was, um, but I know it's one of Palpatine's final plans. Um, but it wouldn't be. I'm gonna have to go back and watch that episode again because I don't remember if they mentioned Ryloth or not. Um, Ryloth has been seen. In the Clone Wars, a couple times. Okay. And it's not where Din Djarin picked up uh, Baby Yoda? Grogu? No, it, that was Arvala 7. Arvala 7. Yeah. All right, and then that I was, was confused. Totally, that was a totally new planet. Um, that we, All the, in, the planets from Mandalorian, except for Tatooine, were brand new planets. Uh, the planet Typhon, while not exactly new, um, but it was, it new was to the canon. New. Well, no, it was new screen wise. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Because we knew it was one of the birthplaces of the Jedi Order. Um, yeah, there was a three part um, segment on Ryloth in the first season of Clone Wars. I believe it was like the last three episodes. Um, but Ryloth is where the Twilight species is from. Oh, okay. Um, and 
Yeah. I, I've never watched Rebels, and so I don't understand. And I haven't watched Clone War, a lot of mm-hmm. Clone Wars. I've watched minimal Clone Wars. So, like, uh-huh. do they ever explain how some Twi'leks just speak Hatties and others speak with this French accent? Uh, they don't. And that bothered me with the French accent, especially for um, Hera Syndulla. Because I recognize uh, her from Rebels. Yeah. I recognized her not, from the posters of Rebels. I've never watched this show. She didn't, well, she did not have that French accent. <laughs> she might have um, had to lose it. Like, code switching. Yeah, maybe. Um, before we continue on, do you want to... Can you briefly Google search and find out how many Jedi have been Twi'leks? Or Twi'lek... Yeah. Twi'lek Force Sensitives. I know Quinn... Was it Quinn and Voss? No. Uh, you're you're throwing names at me that I don't know. Uh, it, and it depends yeah. on what era and like all this stuff. Let's just do a quick Google search. Yeah. Twi. Twi'lek. Of course, the, mo- you know, the, the most well-known Twi'lek throughout most of the Star Wars films has been of obviously uh, Bib Fortuna, uh, old fat Fortuna. <laughs> there, there's a there's a bunch of them. Uh, but a lot of them are unidentified or like unnamed in the background. They look like they've okay. ju- they're just essentially. Uh, we'll throw out a couple of names. Let's see, and I'll I'll see if I remember them. No, I'm not. I'm not getting a name. No? Huh? That's nope. weird. Uh. Uh, like bells at a far. Uh, load in great storm. Uh, Ayla Sakura. Okay, Ayla Sakura, she's well known. Uh, she was actually blown up on, I believe it was Felucia, it might be somewhere else. It was during Order 66. Yeah. So we saw her. Um, the only other Twilight I remember was a Jedi, one of Luke's students during the old canon. And uh, her name was Alima Rar. Alima Rar is what I just got to. Okay. I don't want to go into her story now because it's a really dark, twisted kind of story and it's kind of long. Uh, but she essentially turned kind of a half Sith. Is she the one with the whip? No, no. Hell no. <laughs> okay. No, that was uh, Lumaya. Lumaya. Um, All right. Lumaya. Now, Lumaya Alima Rar. All right. Yeah, they, they clashed a bit over their control over certain events involving Jason Solo and whether or not to kill um, Princess Leia or not because Leia chopped off a couple of Alima's uh, limbs oh, during wow. a vicious duel. Um, if you want to read about that, look at the New Jedi Order era books. So all of those books, Dark Nest and Legacy of the Force. Um, but yeah, that's enough about Twilix and Ryloff. Actually, no, I guess not, because this whole episode is essentially about Twilix and Ryloth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what so, was your impression? Oh, the episode was not what I was expecting. I was kind of expecting a return to the focus of the main show by this point in the game. I mean, this is episode 11. We got Five episodes. 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. And I was really hoping there would be something in this episode uh, with Boba Fett 
and it wasn't. I can't. I can't really figure out who the devil is. Oh, the devil's the, the empire. Okay. Yeah, so they made a, they made a, a deal with the empire, and now they're paying the cost. They are all through the deal. Pray they don't they don't alter it any further. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I guess they're right. I guess the, you know the M, you know the empire is a devil, and um. I had to peek at the uh, episode title for um, next week, and it is Rescue on uh, Rescue on Ryloff. So this story is continuing. Um, the Bad Bats did not make much of an appearance. I'm happy that uh, I'm happy the appearance that they did have. I I really enjoyed that actually. Yeah, um, I mean. I'm happy that we're actually getting to see the wider galaxy in uh, terms of what's you know, what's going on in this era. Yeah, because no one has been able to write in this specific... No one has been able to tell us, all right, what's going on on the planets now that the powerful empire that was everybody's friend is now not everyone's friend. Right. And that's super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, it's... Like they're not shying away from the political intrigue that mm-hmm. I've been really enjoying. I really dug into the oh, senator yeah. and uh, Owen Freetal. Yeah, I remember him from um, the I believe it was was it episode two. I know he was in episode two. I know he was in episode one. Um, isn't he the head of the Trade Federation? Or something like that, the uh, Senator for the Trade Federation. I don't know. Uh, I th- the way they talked about it, it sounded like they were uh, they I were think- on the rebellion side. Um, that, that, that I mean that. Can can we do a quick Google search on Orn Frita? I just want I just want to make sure because that is not Orn Frita. I remember. Um, I maybe remember him wrong, but he was kind of a little slimy git to me. Uh, he, he joined the Loyalist Committee. Okay, he did, okay. Then he must have had a change of heart. What? God, the live action picture of him is gross. (laughs) 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 Maybe I remember him differently from the audiobook of Attack of the Clones, because he did not sound like a nice guy. Uh, Um, he, he's not a nice guy. He's a, uh, he's a chaotic neutral uh, he's a very selfish uh, business character. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I really like the political intrigue of this episode. No, it, yeah, initially I like when they started talking about Twi'leks and I heard them speak in the French accent. I immediately thought like, all right, so this isn't my ball of wax. I'm not the demographic for this episode. And then it was all hush hush political intrigue mm-hmm. stuff, and I was like, oh yeah, this is really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, no. I mean, this episode's not the worst it could it could have been, but it's definitely not my favorite episode. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I I liked the fact that we got a character from Rebels, which you know intrigues me more than intrigues you. Um, I was not much of a fan of Hera. That you know in the show. I was more focused on Kanan Jarrus and Ezra Bridger and Ahsoka. 
Um, the four sensitives always draw my attention. Um, there's been a couple of rare times when I have not been focused on the four sensitives, and that's usually with people like Jen Urso, Cassie Andor, Grand Moff Tarkin, you know, people like that. But I enjoyed this very much. And I hope we get to see some more planets, some more familiar planets. Um, Naboo, especially Naboo, I think. Because Palpatine was their senator for a very long time. All right, let's dig in. So, yes, absolutely. Let's dig it. Yeah, so uh, the Wikipedia article ends pretty abruptly uh, oh at this point in time. Um, so we're going to fly by the seat of our pants by the end of this. Uh, <laughs> but we open up uh, on in the city of Lesu, the capital of Ryloth, uh, with Crosshair observing the crowd evilly from his dark corner in his dark... Uh, outfit uh mm -hmm. and he spots Gobi glee and another one of his freedom fighters arriving and reports this to vice admiral rampart which we remember from episode was it two or was it one that we saw him first then Ooh, i hmm I, I think i think i think it's the pilot I think, I think it was one and then he was in three yes and i, I think we saw him since so i was glad to see him kind of pop up again. And I'm glad that we got to see more of Crosshair, actually. Yeah, he's been he's been quiet in a way for this for a while. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, uh the Admiral is up above with Senator Orn Free Ta and General uh Cham Sindula and his wife Eleni Sindula, as well as clone Captain Hauser. Do you recognize the name Hauser? I don't recognize the name Hauser, but I liked him from the very get-go. I enjoyed him. I enjoyed his character. I I like him, too. He really uh, reminded me of, you know, Clone Wars era clones. You know, kind of questioning a bit. Definitely questioning everything uh, after oh, they yeah. start to they ask him to kill his commanding officer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100% not okay with that, and you can see it on his face, and I'm super yeah. here for that. Um, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Uh, Rampart is concerned about the Ryloth citizens' discomfort with the Empire's presence on Ryloth, but Senator Ornfrita insists otherwise, claiming to speak for the people and that partnership with the Empire is welcomed by them at, amidst the boos and the jeering. Um, the senator asks Eleni Sindula if she agrees, to which she replies that she is in favor of whatever benefits Ryloth. Cham uh, slowly turns and states uh, that peace is needed on Ryloth after years of fighting. Noticing that Cham is discontent, Captain Hauser asks him if he is okay, to which the general replies that despite the war being over, change is not always easy, and that he hopes the people of Ryloth will embrace the new peace brought to them. Hauser reassures him that Ryloth is safe and that current peace, the current peace, is what Cham has fought for, to which Cham reluctantly agrees. Ta makes a speech praising the Empire's new refinery, claiming it will bring prosperity to Ryloth, 
But when he calls for the Twi'leks to step down from their military posts and give up their guns, the citizens say, you won't take my guns, you're going to come, yeah, I swear to God, you're going to fucking same all night. Um, so the citizens boo him and in demand that Cham uh, speak instead. Uh, Cham steps up and addresses the crowd's uneasiness. He reminds them of the sacrifices made by the clone army for Ryloth and declares that he trusts them to protect Ryloth, which he believes in this moment. He then encourages them to lay down their weapons and focus on Ryloth's future. This earns the crowd's applause and praise, though Glee and his fighters are disappointed and leave. Rampart notes that Eleni's daughter is absent. It is a shame that your daughter could not be here, which is kind of weird that he's, like, keeping track of people's kids. But regardless, <laughs> Ele- yeah, that's not okay, dude. She's underage. That's that's more than creepy. More than now, creepy. How old do you think she is? I mean... Not I really 18? Old... <laughs> right. I mean, I don't know how old Twilix really... I don't know their aging process. Um, she's definitely an adult in Rebels. Yeah. So, uh, she is a grown woman by Rebels. Um, oh, and by the way, before you continue... Go ahead um, on. Actually, wait, no. I'll, I'll, I'll save that for the end of the episode. Okay. Yeah, so leave us in t- different territory. So, uh, Hera's mother simply states that her daughter has other interests. Cut over to uh, Hera herself and her astromech droid Chopper. Chopper, I love me some Chopper. I remember Chopper from Bubbles, and I always thought he was so hilarious. People love Chopper. I, I, it's whatever for me. Uh, I don't like his sounds. <laughs> they they get a bit annoying. I'm I, um, I'm literally just being picky. It's fine. Uh, you are picky about your droid. Don't I you? I'm a big I'm I pick long and hard about sounds. You, you gotta you gotta do good oh, sounds. Man. I was so proud of BB-8. I loved R2D2. I loved the robotic <laughs> voices of other droids. Uh, Everyone loves R2-D2. Somebody, something about Chopper rubs me the wrong way, and maybe it's supposed mm-hmm. to? I don't know. I've never actually watched, like, more than six episodes of... I don't think I've actually watched five episodes of Rebels. Um, uh, did I, you like, um... Are you a fan of the Roger Roger? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I Roger, love Roger. I love Roger Roger, and I love that they got voices in the Clone Wars. They got more like of speaking lines. Is that supposed to happen? You like Roger Rogers from episode one or episode three? Ooh. Because they are different sounding in episode one. In episode three, they are... Some of them are slightly different. Um, then I prefer episode one. I haven't watched episode three in a long time. We're getting yeah. off track. Oh yeah, we are. <laughs> uh, Roll on. Hera and Chopper are spying on an Imperial refinery which is an off-limits area while chopper keeps watch hera watches the birds and daydreams of flying only to be caught by a bunch of stormtroopers back at the syndula uh residence that's correct they're not stormtroopers yet several twi'leks surrender their weapons to imperial authorities only for cham to be surprised when hauser arrives escorting hera and chopper captain hauser tells cham that he's not going to report this uh but that it can't happen again. Uh, Cham agrees and says that it absolutely won't. 
And he corners his daughter, Hera, and says, what were you doing? And uh, her uncle, whose name I've already forgotten, because he, <laughs> <was, laughs> he, <laughs> he was very forgetful for me. Uh, <laughs> I hope he's not a really big thing in uh, Rebels, because then I'm going to feel bad no. for not knowing Gobi Glee. Um, no, no. As I recall, I, I don't think Hera wanted to return to Ryloth for a very long time. I don't remember if she said her parents were killed or not. Um, but I think she returned to Ryloth once in Rebels. Maybe maybe her parents weren't killed. I don't remember. I don't know. Oh, well. Um, yeah. But Glee stands up and says, I was the one who sent Al. Um <laughs> That's my that's my shit impression of a French well, accent. Let's not start breaking into be our guest. <laughs> no, I will. Uh, no, my own ears will bleed at that. Um, <laughs> so we, uh, they have Glee is wanting to be more Malcolm X, uh, and actually, not even like this isn't even a civil rights thing. This is literally like, no, we're about to be oppressed, and you just don't see it. And Cham is like, no, they're friendly, I promise. And <laughs> and Glee's like, nah, dude, you're an idiot. I'm gonna go get guns. And uh, turns out he goes and does uh, with with Hera. With Hera, uh, Hera was about to do the right thing and not join them and then glee says oh i was going to let you fly this time and uh she does for a little bit we don't actually see her be able to fly we just see her at the controls <laughs> well she is a she is a phenomenal pirate as i do recall from rebels i think so. i think you're right uh well like i i know that you're right but i think but like i do think they did a good job of leading up to that uh mm -hmm. to alluding to that um at least in this episode. So, as their ship is flying away, um, Crosshair. Crosshair takes them. With a tracking dart? Uh, yes, it's a tracking device uh, about this, the size of a thermal detonator, but flattened. Is this the first time that we've seen this? Um, As a dart. Because didn't Obi-Wan throw something like that up onto Slave 1? Excuse me. Boba Fett Starship. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and just call it the Slave 1. Um, yeah, me too. I was just... Unless, unless corrected. Because that's the only way we're going to remember what the heck that ship is. Um, yeah. I because, mean, it was Jango at the time. Because so. uh, by Book of Boba, he's, he's, in char he's in charge of the Hut Empire and has mm -hmm. a fleet of ships for all we know. I'm just curious to know where Slave One was all this time when he was in the Sarlacc spelling, but I guess we'll find that out too. I think that's a good question. Um, yeah. So uh, they got tagged. I think this is the first time we've physically seen in the movies or the TV show somebody shooting a tracking a tracking device. Yeah, because I mean, we didn't see the Death Star. The people on the Death Star put it on the Falcon. We did see Obi Wan throw something at Slave One. And we knew it was a device, a tracking device later on. But, yeah. Right. Interesting. So, um, they land on Ryloth's moon. And uh, a ship comes out of orbit 
and lands in front of them. And I did not recognize it as the Marauder. Huh. I saw I just saw it as a millenn- as a an imperial ship and I panicked for a hot second. Oh. I was like, "Oh, wow. We're oh. I thought they were going to wait till they got back. Apparently not." And then it opens up and the door opens With- to Hunter and Wrecker and Tech and Echo and, and Omega. <laughs> and Wrecker carrying big boxes of guns and thermal detonators. I wonder where they got that stuff, that stuff from. That is none of your business. You just go and sell it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't ask too many questions. Just know you're getting paid. (laughs) Yeah, goggles. (laughs) Goggles. (laughs) You take Tiny with you, Doc and Broody. (laughs) (sighs) Doc and Broody. D-A-H-K. Doc and Broody. Um, (laughs) It's like Drake without the R. (laughs) (laughs) So... Uh, so, uh, during this exchange of money and arms, uh, Hera asks Omega if she can come and look at the ship, because she's never seen a ship like this, and once Hunter nods, uh, Omega gives her a tour, and, uh, and she is in love with starships. Hera just eats up everything that Omega tells her. Um, before this scene, we see, uh, Orn, Senator Orn Frita talking to Vice Admiral Rampart about the scheming Sindulas and why they need to be shut up. Uh, even before they need to be dealt with is his exact words, even before they do anything, mm-hmm. um, which put me off cause I didn't know any of these people. Uh, like, oh, wow, this guy is just in it for himself. I thought he was just trying to be nice. He's not. And no. um, uh, as he's talking, as he's arguing to Rampart about how he needs, uh, the Empire needs to do away with Cham, Eleni, and Hera Syndulla, um, uh Crosshair, wow, I forgot Crosshair's name for a hot second. Um, <laughs> Crosshair set... <laughs> Uh, who's brooding in the corner says, uh, Gobi Glee is your main, should be your main target. Um, and because he's significantly more of a threat, um, mm-hmm. which he has proven from the very beginning of this episode, he's the one that's the most disgruntled and the first one to say, I'm gonna go get guns. And yeah, and and uh, we we are to distrust uh, Ta Senator Ta at this point um, already in the story. So cut back mm-hmm. to where we were. Um, the deal is done. Hera gets off of the Marauder, the Havoc Marauder, and while uh, before they leave, Hunter warns uh, Glee, "Hey, making and building an armory." Uh, attracts attention. I hope you know what you're getting into. And Glee just says, we don't have a choice. And mm-hmm. uh, they get in their ship and they fly back to from the moon back to Ryloth. And in that moment, uh, like pretty close to where they're supposed to start trying to land, um, 
they get a notification on their HUD that uh, a ship is, uh, an Imperial ship is inbound. And when they go to try to take evasive maneuvers, Crosshair shoots one of their, their, uh, their like front right engine and they crash. All three of them survive, um, but they are at a complete imposition. They are caught in position uh, mm-hmm. as a trooper transport lands behind their ship. Uh, they're taken into custody, and uh, Admiral Rampart, Vice Admiral Rampart, uh, says to Hera that it is most upsetting that... Uh, she is implicated in this. And Ta then speaks up and says, that should be enough to implicate uh, Cham and Eleni, and that's why we should kill them all. And <laughs> they sh- we should arrest them all. And uh, charge him, charge them all with treason. And uh, the uh, Vice Admiral, uh, not knowingly, uh, say, very wisely says, uh, no, not yet. He hasn't, uh, Cham has not committed a crime yet, but this one has. So we're going to take all three of them into custody and get them on a transport truck on the way back to Lesu, the capital of Ryloth. And, uh, Crosshair walks up to Rampart after this a beautifully malevolent speech, and says, there are three people up on the ridge. Should I deal with them? And as creepily as possible. And <laughs> uh, Vice, Rampart, Vice Admiral Rampart says, no, we will leave them. Just make sure they report back, and you get into position. <laughs> oh. And uh, that's what I imagine him sounding like. So... Uh, Cham and Eleni um, receive notification from their three people that were up on the ridge that saw the whole thing happen. And uh, Chopper comes in and with a notification that he intercepted saying that they had been that Glee and Hera and the the nobody extra that's with them um, is... Uh, are all immediately charged with treason without a trial and are to be put to death when the sun rises in Lesu. So uh, the parents of Hera just say, uh, you're not killing my baby, and mm-hmm. let's get, let's ride. As any, as any parent would say. <laughs> not my baby, not today. Let's ride. And they, uh, in short order, they do, they deal. They do some damage. They do some damage. Uh, they render the, uh, they render the transport ship useless. They shut, they shut down the car and they shoot like six to eight, uh, speeders out. Just take them out. And the whole time, uh, I thought this was interesting. Somebody kept, I couldn't tell who it was in the truck, but somebody kept asking where the, uh, where the, uh, support was. They were supposed, they were supposed to have support. They had called for support when they first got attacked, uh, uh, before their, 
uh, comms had been cut. And hmm. there was no help coming yet. So they, uh, right before they open the door, Hauser has both of his pistols out uh, to protect everyone in the ship, uh, in the car, from these insurgents that are attacking the ship. And car. I keep saying ship. I mean car. And uh, Vice Admiral Rampart tells him to stand down and says that we surrender. And Ta's like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm keeping us alive, Senator. And they are led out of the car. Hera is removed, has her handcuffs removed and put on a land speeder and shipped off. And Oh, no, she's not shipped off yet. Um, Cham points a gun at Ta and is like, you sold our planet out. I've seen you put your greed ahead of our planet and our people for too long, big boy. It's time See, to end this. That, that, that's why I kind of knew. I knew Ta was trouble. Mm -hmm. Almost very beginning, you know. Because I remember him briefly from the other episodes. Yeah, he's not that, a, his role, not that his role was you know expanded upon that much, but he he always had a public outcry whenever Padme was doing her speeches. I remember that he was always contradictory. Oh um, heck yeah! He uh uh before Cham pulls the trigger, his wife Eleni puts a hand on the gun and says he will have his day, but it won't be, it won't be today. And it won't be like this. And Cham is like, yeah, you're right. That would make me a murderer. It's probably not a good thing. And as he puts the gun down, um, <laughs> vice Admiral Rampart puts a hand on the Senator's shoulder and says, thank you for playing your part, Senator and takes three steps back and looks at the ridge and it cuts over to, uh, our boy crosshair okay. who yeah. shoots the Senator in the head. And, uh, as soon as that happens, like three to four, uh, I forget how many, uh, Troop transports come flying in at the same time. A whole bunch of speeders fly in, and uh, they charge Cham and Eleni with uh, the murder of Senator Ornfree Ta. And that is how the Empire works. Yep. And, and, yeah. and then right before the episode closes yep uh vice admiral rampart turns to uh captain hauser and says the sindula girl will not get far take care of her or capture her i don't remember the exact words um but that's where they cut off that's the end of yeah. the episode now, did you think this was going to happen? I, Were you expecting this? I don't know Hera's backstory, and so I was interested to see what the backstory for somebody that mm -hmm. was in Rebels would do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, me too. I mean, despite Hera not being one of my favorite characters, um, I know people will probably, you know, decry me at the moment. Um, that's okay. I'll take it with, you know, I'll take it with, you know, Grace. Um, but no, I, I am curious to know how this ends. It's obviously going to end good for Hera. Um, you know, uh, I don't know if the death well, of your parents is good, but like she'll survive. If, I mean, she'll if, survive. Yeah, she'll survive. And I mean, whether or not her parents survive, which I don't think they do, I don't remember. Um, we could look it up, but I don't want to ruin it for. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't want to know the actual answer. I want. I want to keep <laughs> guessing. Yeah. Um. One hundred percent, the bad batch is going to be sent to go save them. Right, and it's going to so, go bad. Oh yeah, it's going to go bad. I mean, you can't have the episode titled "Rescue on Ryloth." Um, you know, be entirely a good thing. I the so. the question I have is: Does um does Crosshair know that the bad batch were the ones that? Did the deal on the moon. Unless the tracker had visual scanning as well as yeah, visual and audio scanning. Also, I don't know if it described uh Crosshair's head, but uh he he ain't looking too good these days. No? No, the back of his head was blown up. Big scars. Like oh boy. Uh hmm. from the explosions. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, we didn't get to was, see the rest of his body. Yeah. Uh, do you think Hauser uh, is going to meet up with the Bad Batch? Do you mean they'll run into each other? I'm sure that they will. And I'm sure that Hauser uh, has an inhibitor chip. That's deactivated? No. Hmm. Oh, but you're saying that they're gonna try and extract you? They're, they're gonna try. They're gonna try to be like, see reason, like this can't, like this is not okay. And he'll be like, good soldiers follow orders. And we're maybe not like, in that particular, yeah, voice, but <laughs> you're right. That's more uh, like crosshair. That's more like crosshair. Mm-hmm. Good soldiers follow orders. Now there was something else I was gonna bring up, but I completely forgot because I remember. Oh. Um, Hera, there are rumors flying around um, that she might pop up in one of these other series, like Ahsoka or um, Rangers of the New, of the New Republic. Isn't she? Uh, uh, no, isn't she like, doesn't she become pregnant in Rebels? I don't recall. I think there's a character that is the child of her, but I could be wrong. I don't. I don't remember. Mm, that might be. A, so- I think that's a fan theory. I think. It, yeah. I've I've been reading the wrong articles. Uh, I know she had a bit of a thing going with um. Kanan. Kanan Paris. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, and I don't. So that's why I wanted to bring this up at the end because. If she was going to be in any of these new series, I'm going to bet on maybe Ahsoka. Possibly. Yeah, because she knew Ahsoka. 
Oh, yeah. And I think Ahsoka is trying to find not only Grand Admiral Thrawn, but Ezra Bridget as well. Right. Because Ezra headed off to the Unknown Regions, I believe. Ooh, no, wouldn't it be cool if she discovered that Ezra was one of the uh, Knights of Ren? Uh, I hope not. <laughs> I mean, that just means yeah. that he's cut in half in a <laughs> on a Sith planet somewhere mm-hmm. at the end of Episode Nine. But yeah, because uh, we don't, I don't, we know. don't really know. We don't really know the names of any of the Knights of Ren nope. at all. They were. Trashed. I know. I I know. Yeah, that was a big bummer. That plot line. Um, I know Duke said that Ben had taken some of the students, and I don't know if those students became some of the Knights of Ren or not. <sighs> I don't know. You know but what really bothered we're... me about the. <laughs> Their, their weapon, they, none of them had lightsabers at all. No, they all had vibro blades and vibro axes, and I'm here for that. I mean, that's cool too, but if a couple of them were Luke students, wouldn't they have... No, they came and they came and they were the ones that the Knights of Ren took the took the kids. And where, what happened to the kids then? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, they Luke said that Ben they slaughtered most of the students and then took some. I don't know. So why would they slaughter? <gasps> they might have taken them the same reason why they took Grogu. Why they were trying to take Grogu. They were just oh, they were just four sensitive vats of uh fuel. Okay. Food. Let's not go into that. No, that that's disturbing. I'm I am i am just saying they're they're guinea um, pigs. But yeah, we're getting off subject. Uh, we are. I think that wraps up this whole episode. It does. Um, and I gotta get. I gotta, you know, get to bed. I mean, I, I got people coming tomorrow. <laughs> all right. Cool. Yeah. I mean. Thank you right, so much friend. for joining us today. If yeah. you want to chat with us, we have a Facebook page at Special Unit Three Five Two and an Instagram and Twitter at Su Three Five Two Podcast. We also have an email, which is Peyton. That would be special unit 352 Excellent. at gmail.com. Email us if you have questions, complaints, predictions. Please rate and review. <laughs> yeah. Anything but a verbal detonator. I <laughs> <laughs> love detonator. Please oh. rate and review us on your favorite podcast listening app, a.k.a. Spotify, because that's pretty much what all of you are listening on, which is cool, uh, because that will help us show up in the Spotify algorithms. We look forward to talking with you guys next week, and as Peyton always says, May the force be with you. <laughs>